You need another beer? No, I think I'm all right. Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where you sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rollski. To my right, I got the board man, Quay with a can. To my left, Uncle Buck, and DG is back for the first time in a long time. DG, what's happening? <clears throat> Feels good to be back, man. I haven't, we- seen, uh, haven't seen you in a while. I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of you guys in a while. I uh, saw you went down to the lake. What was that, last weekend? Yeah. Good trip? Wet. Wet? Rain? Six inches of rain. From Thursday to Monday. Six inches. Six inches. One of the worst, you know, weekends that we've had down there weather-wise. Weather-wise. Yeah, yeah man, but you're I mean, on a boat in the lake. Is that a big thing? Is that a big problem? Man, it rained so fucking hard at times. It wasn't even, it was pointless to go out. Got in a couple squalls. Oh, several squalls, Buck. So what do you do on a weekend at the lake where it just rains all weekend? How do you keep DG, yourself occupied? You get fucking drunk. You drink as much beer as possible. You watch college football. You smoke a few Kentucky's best cigarettes out on the balcony, and you have a good fucking time. You don't let it get to you. That's the thing. If you let the weather get to you and ruin your weekend, you're soft. I'm telling you, lake time, there wasn't much when we went. When we were down there for four days, there wasn't much lake time. There wasn't much sunshine at all. Like I said, it was the worst weather we've ever had, and we've been going for, I don't know, the last 10 years or so. I feel bad for you about the weather, but... I've been down there on some lake trips, and we've gotten pretty. I mean, the trips I've been on, we we lucked out with the weather. Right. I mean, I I feel like as many times as you've been down there, you were kind of due for a. Out of probably the ten to twelve times we've been, we've had two trips that the weather's literally just fucked us. That's a pretty. That's, good, that's a pretty good percentage. That's pretty good batting average. But I mean, usually you'll catch a day here or there that it's sunshine and the rest will be rain. This trip, sun didn't break through at all. So, no. Buck, I saw you a couple weeks ago at the uh, old uh, Otis's wedding. So, how you been doing since then? You know, weddings, weddings are just an expensive way to let the family know that you're gonna fuck that night. That's all there is about a wedding. <laughs> if you want to look at it that way, I mean, you let both right. families know and everybody know that's eating dinner at the reception that you're you're finishing the deed that night. All right. So, let, let this is a great conversation. Great conversation to have, and you know I've been I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but we've never we've never brought it up before. So now's the time. I think you are S A W F T if you don't do the deed that night. If you go to your wedding and you get too drunk to where you cannot do the deed that night, I think you're soft. There's some point in time in your mind you gotta say, okay, it's time to slow down. I still got a little something to do tonight to finish the night off right. Got to consummate the... Exactly. Got to consummate the... And marriage. I know several people out there, several people that I, that are my friends that did not do it that night. But I can proudly say that my wedding night was the best night of my life. You rocked it. <laughs> did I? Did I? What about you? How was your wedding night? You're looking at one of those friends that you were speaking of earlier. Fuck me, DG. <laughs> what? All right, so take me through it. What happened? What happened? It had nothing to do with alcohol. It's just... It, <laughs> Wait it a was, minute. No. Wait a minute. It had nothing to do with alcohol. It was exhaustion is what it was. You were too tired. I wasn't. Okay. All right. Once we got 
we stayed in the hotel room that night, and once we got there and we got settled in, fuck, I think we were at Waffle House till like four thirty in the morning. We were, dude. Well, it, I think that's got, the problem. It got late. It was it was really late by the time we got back to our hotel room. In addition to that, our flight for our honeymoon left. It, it was it was leaving. It was flying out. It was departing at six thirty the next morning. And you were still at Waffle House at four thirty. Not four thirty, but it was it was pretty late. It was like maybe like one one. It was tough. About you, Buck. How'd your wedding night go? Was it all right? I was a little more sober than she was. Okay. She tried filling up the uh, the honeymoon suite hot tub. Yeah. And forgot to put the plug in the water. <laughs> so the son of a bitch ran for about an hour and a half, and I went in there to you know get ready. Get ready for it. And it was empty. <laughs> I said, "What the fuck." So by that point, I mean, she's kind of tired, still drunk, and I'm just... You're rock, ready to roll. I'm rock hard. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm doing what... You're jacked up. Made sweet, sweet nectar. Okay. All right. I tell you, man, anybody that's, you know, ever gotten married and they've been through that and they've had a lot of people come to their wedding, that's a, that's a day. That is a Isn't day. Isn't it, DG? I mean, that is... I mean, from the moment you wake up, Till you lay down that night. I mean, that is just emotionally, physically exhausting. Well, I mean, the night before my wedding, I was at your house, and I don't think I went to bed. I was probably literally up for at least 17 or 18 straight hours. You stay, I remember you tried to sleep on the couch in the living room. You, you, I remember the next morning you told me you didn't get much sleep. Yeah. You tried, though. I tried, but it was just it was nerves. Yeah. I don't even know why I was nervous. I've been with her for 12 years. I had trouble sleeping the night before my wedding. And you were you were right. Like you said, what's the what's the big deal? Like you know, this is the woman you love. You know, you want to marry her. What's the big deal? And I think for me personally, it was, you know, we were going to have close to three hundred people there. You know, you want to make sure that everybody has a good time. Everybody gets fed. Everybody enjoys themselves and the music. And you just you just want to you you feel responsible for everybody having a good time because it's your wedding. You know. And so for me, that's the pressure I was feeling and making sure that I got around to everybody and thanked them for coming and, you know, that whole rigmarole. That, that to me, is, is it drains you, you know? No, I think you're right there, DG. I mean, at my wedding, we had six kegs, and we ran out of beer before it got dark. So, you know, I went up to my mom, and I said, hey, we're, this, we're on the last keg here, and it's not even dark. I mean, we're talking in the middle of summer. It's not even 9 o'clock yet we're out of kegs this party is going to go till 1 a.m in the morning she said no problem pushed out her credit card and said here gave it to uh, my cousins and they went off and they took off and they went off and bought 27 cases of beer we left that night with three cases of beer left six kegs and 24 cases of beer gone (laughs) crazy i mean think about it the party would have been over if them six kegs were gone we thought six kegs would be plenty not even fucking close. 24 cases later. Unbelievable. It's hard to gauge that. It, hard, I mean, it is. It's hard to It's hard to plan for and it. I mean, Rolski, you know, our crowd, our Frankfurters, we like to drink our Bush Light, our Bud Light. I mean, we had an assortment of shit, but, man, what do you think, Buck? I mean, how did you, how did you gauge your wedding with alcohol-wise? Was it a, it was, yours was a bar, right? Yeah, it was, it was a bar and then had, okay. I think, three or four kegs. That's but right. Like you said, those kegs were gone with. Oh, I think before even we walked through right. for the reception because there was like an hour hour time frame of like the happy and hour. Yeah, yep. And before we even got there, somebody gave us Haley and I two beers that while we were eating, they were like, "These things are about out." What? Yep. This is my first one. 
Like my lips not even wet yet and the fucking keg's dry. That's a problem. Unreal. But where we had our wedding or the reception at the venue, they charged extremely high prices for the kegs. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to the last wedding. We'll end it with this. I want to give a shout out to our buddy Otis because that son of a bitch came prepared. He came with so much beer that his mother called me personally the day after and said, hey, we don't have anywhere to take this beer. Do you want it? And, you know, I thought maybe a case or two. They pull up. They drop the tailgate. And there's at least 12 cases of beer still in the truck. (laughs) And I'm like, holy moly. And they're like, how much you want? So I took two cases. I'm like, yeah, that's good. I didn't know how much they wanted to give. And they're like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Take more, take more. And I said, well, I'm getting ready to go to the lake next weekend. I mean, how much you want me to take? I took six cases. Shout out Otis for that. Shout out. But they said it's going to go to waste. There's like, there's no way. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're, they don't drink, you know. And I'm like, well, we're getting ready to go to the lake. We got 12 people. We'll get rid of it. I think it's way... It's a way better problem to have to get rid of extra beer after, damn right. after the fact than scramble the night of. And I learned my lesson that night. We came unprepared, but thank God we had people there that would could go get it, and we had a crazy-ass bus driver that was willing to take us 10 miles down the road to go to a gas station and buy out the gas station 27 cases of beer. How many gas stations load up with Bush Light and Bud Light that we can just go in and grab you know 14 cases apiece? But I guess the moral of this story is have sex on your wedding night and don't underprepare the beer at your reception. Any listeners out there is getting ready to tie the knot. You Buy know, plenty of beer. Heed these words. DG, fantasy football season's upon us. Week one is going on right now. We just had our first Thursday night game. I want you to pick the best name in our sip and serve league. Best team name. Yep, Hit best me. team name. You ready? Troy Fox Dogs. It's a little blunt. Mrs. Davis's backyard. Boobs.com. Penis flytrap. Book of more mom. Monk's stroke wallet. DG clean shit with his hands. Pissing down the sidelines. Prison pocket pink sock. Troy's porn hub history. Bare hand the skid mark. Slurping the dingle. Now, which <laughs> team do you think has the best name there? Well, there's some good ones there. Name out your top three. My top three. Um, so, pissing down the sideline. I don't even know what that means. I'd like to talk to that team owner okay. and kind of get their thought process. I feel on. like he's he's taking Buck's pissing problems and he's putting it with football. Okay. All right. Buck pissed down the wall on the bachelor party. You remember that? And it dripped on Rick. Ah, Okay. Yeah. 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 The bunk bed. Yeah. 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 So yeah. he 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 put it down the sidelines instead of the wall. Okay. Got it. Yeah. The dogs with Troy. Troy Fox dogs. Yeah. Uh. Did I? Am I missing something there? I remember when Troy said it wasn't a felony if someone fucked a dog. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Harkening back to that yeah. episode. So Got every it. all names have something to do with the pod. Got it. Some way or another. I just I just forgot about that one. Yeah. Um. Slurping the dingle. I you know. I guarantee you can guess whose name that is. Monk was on that one, and uh, man, he couldn't keep a straight face when Dingle came up. Uh -uh. Because that was the nickname of his cock. That was funny. (laughs) Uh, Remind me, what what were a couple others? I forgot them. Monk Stroke Wallet. Okay, I know Stroke Wallet. That was your... uh, 
That was your master plan. Yeah. For a new app. Yep. Yep. Troy's Pornhub history. Yeah, wouldn't want to see that. Boobs.com, penis flytrap. Boobs.com. Prison pocket pink sock. What the fuck is that? Prison pocket pink sock. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Pink sock. And the Book of More Mom. I get it, like MILF, More Mom, but Book of More Mom. I think it's because Zach Wilson was Mormon. We were talking about that. There we go. Okay. Zach Zach Wilson went to BYU. Okay, there it is. Mormon school. Thank you. There you go. It clicks. Talk me in. Yeah, there we go. Talk to me. What do you think, DG? Boobs.com, Mrs. Davis's backyard. We talked about Miss Davis's boobies stripping. Is she from uh that, that's from uh Varsity Blues, right? Yep. Yep. I wouldn't know. I've never seen it. You what? know, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna go slurping the dingle. Slurping the dingle. Slurping the dingle, you think is the best name. <laughs> yeah. You gave Troy the best fucking name. Troy. That was his? Troy. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, it does, it does have a nice little ring. Yeah, to it. it does. But me personally, I think Monk Stroke Wallet made me laugh yeah, out loud. I almost one. started crying whenever yeah, I seen that pop up. Hands down, that was my favorite. Monk Stroke Wallet. Now, you got to see the picture. I don't know if Corey can pull it up. Can you pull yeah. up the fantasy picture? Because this contestant took it to another level. He took like a wallet yeah. and put Monk's face on it. And then it said Stroke Wallet on the ID. I mean, it was fucking fabulous. So some Photoshop was done. Yeah, some Photoshop. I mean, it, it was fucking great. It was great. But you say Slurping the Dingle is the best name of 2022. I like Slurping the Dingle. Slurping the Dingle. Okay. Now I want you to pick your winner. Without looking at, you know, the rosters, which team do you think is going to make it to the end in the playoffs? So when do you, you think it's going to be holding the crown? you a question like that, basically, I'm in my head, I'm trying to think, which of these team names sound the most fierce? Like, which, yeah. which owner that came up with one of these names sounds the most serious about his fantasy football. And so for me, I guess the uh, the Book of More Mom, that took some reading into. You know, that's somebody that knows their their sports headlines and pays attention. Knowing that Zach Wilson went to BYU, knowing that BYU's a Mormon school, knowing what Zach Wilson's been up to this recent offseason. Yeah, because that went over my fucking head. <laughs> knowing the Book of Mormon is a... You know, it's, it's a musical. It's a pretty famous Broadway musical. I like that. I'm going to go with that one. Book of More Mom. To win. Okay. And then the best name is Slurping the Dingle. Slurping the Dingle. That's two that's, years in a row he's picked my name to win it all. That's my opinion. Where did you finish <laughs> last year? Uh, Fourth or fifth, I think. How many we got? 12. 12. There's 12 teams. Good luck to everybody. Moving on. Last night, me and Uncle Buck were playing some darts in between halftime and commercials. I seen the most unique throwing style of darts that I've ever seen in my lifetime. You know how to play cricket, right? Yes. Usually you throw one dart at a time. This son of a bitch walks up and he has all three darts in one hand and throws them at the same time. That doesn't surprise me. Three at a time. And I said, what the hell is this? And I'm telling you what, we came down to the last throw. We each had one bullseye left. And he was throwing three darts at a time. Anybody with any dart experience would call this guy a fucking idiot. (laughs) Idiot. But I'm telling you, it worked. I don't know how it worked, but it worked. I think I'm a pretty good cricket player, honestly. And it came down to the last bullseye, and he was throwing three at a time. I ended up beating him. But still, I cannot believe he kept it that close. So my question to you is, what do you think the most unique throw is in like a backyard game 
or any kind of sport. And a few examples I got here is like a cornhole toss. And this is coming from me, myself. A lot of people throw it like you would hold it like a pizza and toss it like a pizza, you know, like a Frisbee. Yeah. I toss it like I hold it on the edge and I throw it. Like it's a pair of dirty underwear. So it stays like vertical the whole time. Exactly. How's that? How's that strategy work for you usually? I, I like it because mine like sticks. You don't like to slide. So I don't take- like to slide. I like to, I like for it to stick and block the hole or go in the hole. Like other people, they like to slide it up. Like pizza style, it'll slide up the board and into the hole. I don't throw it like that. I feel like if you got, if it depends on where you're playing, if you got a pretty decent crosswind blowing, I don't think your throwing style would hold up very You got to well. play the wind in that situation. It, it gets rough, DG. You're exactly right. Another thing is like the, uh, I'm not sure what they call that, like a submarine pitch. You see them guys throwing baseball when they get down and they throw it like underhand, kind of. That's a unique throw to me. Or you see a guy shoot a basketball from like up top over his fucking head. The most unique shot ever, but it still goes in. You're like, how the hell does he make that? Yeah. So those are my examples of like a unique toss or a unique shooting style Just pitching style unorthodox unorthodox style of playing sports do you have any other examples that come to mind for backyard games or any kind of game like there's plenty of professionals out there that you watch them swing a ball bat or some shit and you're like wow how did this do oh, like a batting stance yeah there like, you go i think it was was it biggio or bagwell that had he was like beyond shoulder length with his his legs Real low stance. Um, it was Bagwell. Bagwell got down real low. Yeah. yeah. Like that to me is like, how is this dude sending balls and then, 400 feet? Yeah. yeah. And then you got the guys who stand straight up with the bat up yeah. over top of their fucking head. Yeah. With the Craig Council, I think was known for like, that. How the hell? Like Gary Sheffield. He stood straight up and he would wag dude, that I fucking love, bat up. I love Sheff- mile an hour Sheffield behind his head. Wag, yeah. 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 So back in the 90s, the Yankees had a, had a guy by the name of Chuck Knobloch. And yeah. he kind of had like a slack stance, and he would point the barrel of the bat At like the right, right back towards the umpire like this. Yeah. Like just keep it flat the whole time, and then just turn and go. So that that's an unorthodox one. You know, thinking about backyard games, I, there's really not one I can think of. See, a like, lot of people throw Frisbee. A lot of people throw it like overhand instead of like. So I see a lot of guys will throw sidearm when it comes to like um, – What's the frisbee game where it's like golf? Frisbee golf. Frisbee golf. Yeah. Duh. They throw it. They throw it sidearm. And yeah. to me, I've never been able to do that. So that's kind of unorthodox for me because I can't get the damn thing yeah, to go straight. I, can't, I can't throw a fucking frisbee anyway. Yeah, I can't either. I can't throw a football either. That's always pissed me off. You struggle at football. I can't throw a spiral. Never, never. Well, that's been able the guy to, to talk spiral. to to your left, Uncle Buck. He's been able to throw a spiral since he came well, out the womb. Hand, I don't have big hands. Neither does he. My Look hands at his. Are small. His his hands are bigger than mine, so that pisses me off. I don't know how to throw a, a football the right way. Any other unorthodox styles you guys can think of? Because I'm telling you, man, there was just something about playing him in cricket last night. I couldn't get my mind right because I was laughing at him every time. I'm right-handed. That was pro- you're playing right into his hands. I know exactly. That's his strategy. I know. I didn't talk shit. I'm right-handed. No, right? he didn't talk shit. So dominant right hand, but it's been going downhill. So I had to. Sw- I can't throw a dart right-handed accurately anymore. So I tried throwing left. Well, my right hand can't hold three darts at one time. So neither one hand is accurate. 
So my chances of hitting the spot that I'm aiming at is better when I throw three darts at once. And that's what he would do. Like, he would aim at a 16. He would throw three darts at once, and, and fucking two of them would hit. So you're when you throw, you got three three darts in one hand, and are you just throwing them wherever they go? No, he would aim at something. Or like you, I, you, I, you're trying to throw all three darts at the same spot. I have a strategy when I play cricket, throwing three darts. I aim at the bullseye first. Chances are I'm going to get one bullseye with my first toss, and then I go 20 in behind. And he did exactly that. I just worked the board. He did a bullseye the first throw, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And how many games did you play? One. Just one. See, I think, I think eight. Eight games out of ten, you you beat him. I think you caught him on the one. And I the, thought the so, one or two. I games. thought so too. But man, it it was so close. Like I said, it came down to the last bullseye. We were tied. Whoever hit the next bullseye won. To me, what he's doing with the throwing the three darts at once, it's kind of like playing poker when the guy we we all know that guy that just shouts out the cards that he gets dealt. No, it's right the at the beginning of the hand. It's it's like, yep. yep, King Four. Who wants to take me? And he doesn't show him. So you're just like, is this dude crazy enough to tell us what his cards are, or is he trying trying to throw everybody off? And you don't know. And now he's in your head. That's kind of what he's doing, but in a but in a dark game. Yeah, that's on you, man. Craziest thing I've ever seen. You gotta be you gotta be mentally tougher than that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you gotta play your game. <laughs> yeah, well, I ended up winning, so all was good. Uber slash DoorDash. Let's talk about it. I'm going to start with DoorDash. Okay. I read a story the other day. There was a guy that delivered DoorDash. I take it it's not like a full-time job. They just do it on days or hours that they're not working, correct? Yeah, a lot of yeah. people. Just a for of, a little bit of extra cash. Extra cash is all it is, spending money. So this dude, I guess, was a fugitive or had a warrant out for his arrest and was pulled over while delivering the DoorDash, the order. Well, when the guy has a warrant and he gets in the backseat of the car and is, you know, he's his future is jail in prison who's going to deliver the product the cop was nice enough to deliver the food to the order on time and that just blew my mind that you know that really happened but in my mind DoorDash is overrated because when you get the food it's soggy not as well as you would be at you know eating it live or in person and it's so over like priced so overpriced you're paying Seven dollar Big Mac meal. When you get it, you're paid fifteen bucks. And your fries are terrible, and your 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 bun on your Big Mac is soggy as fuck. So my thing is, is DoorDash. There's two reasons why you DoorDash. You're either a filthy rich, or b completely fucking lazy. Three, drunk as fuck in the hotel room where you can't drive. Okay. Now this is where we brought up DG last night, and now I'm going to give you a chance to defend yourself. I know you're a fan of DoorDash. I know you use it when you're sober. I know you use it when you're totally capable of driving your car to the fucking restaurant and picking it up yourself. I know there's several different circumstances that you are completely capable of fucking going and picking up your meal yourself, and you still DoorDash. Now, here's the thing. I'm not sure you might be fucking filthy rich, and we don't fucking know about it, or you're completely fucking lazy. You tell me, because me and Uncle Buck, we went off on DoorDash for hours last night. We were fucking heated. Like, seriously, who the fuck in their right mind wants to pay $20 more for a pizza or $15 more for a pizza just to have it delivered? I don't get it. And the well, pizza's not going to be... It's not going to taste as well as if it came right out no. of the oven. I and, mean, there's got to be a time frame like that you, the, 
And like you said, Buck, honestly, French fries. A lot of people will order a burger and fries and say, hey, door dash that shit to my front door. We've all had leftover French fries. They're the worst fucking leftover yeah, ever. You pull them out of the, the box and it looks like a limp dick. Yeah, just a limp fucking slong going into your mouth. Now, DG, I'm, can you explain it to us? What's your thought process on DoorDash? Yeah. Well, let me start by saying this. <clears throat> Last night, yeah. oh, shit. I ordered a 10-inch pizza <laughs> on DoorDash. This is great. Take a, take a shot. You know, take a shot. Yeah. How much? A 10-inch pizza, one I'm, topping. I'm going to say your town's not huge. I'm going to say there's probably, what, 30,000 people that live there? Uh, maybe a little more. Maybe. Pretty pretty close to Pretty 30. close to 30. Maybe a little less. Yeah. Okay, maybe a little less. And it's not even big. It's, you're not in a big city. Or and this anything. was early. This wasn't during what like, time? This ain't peak hours. This, no, this was this was five forty-five. Okay. All right. Ten inch. Ten inch. Twenty-four dollars. I paid thirty bucks for ten inch. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. And I'm glad you're being truthful. I really am. I'm so you would have paid twelve dollars for a ten inch at the place you ordered. All from. right, listen. Probably. I'm going to give you Probably. some. I'm going to give you some context here. Okay. Where did it come from? Christie's. They're a little bit more expensive than like a Domino's Pizza Hut style. Now, ten oh. inch is like personal, right? A would ten you consider inch is, that a personal. Is, it's a pizza? small. It's, it's not, a small. It's not like a personal. Personal. It's a small. It's not like a personal eight. pan oh, pizza from Pizza Hut. Personal's eight. But it's a small. And so you paid thirty dollars. I did. A ten inch pizza for this man is like. A fucking brownie out of a cosmic box. I was just saying, you had to be still hungry. Well, here's the thing, okay, guys. All right, my wife, my wife was wasn't around. She was out of town on business. I had I had my little one at home. Yeah, and he was winding down for the night. Okay, so I didn't want to put him in the car to go go anywhere and get him all riled up. Like you know, I, I understand I just, that I just a little chill. bit, just right. a little bit. Okay, I'm getting it now. Friday but. nights are pizza nights at our house. Well, I we're recording on Friday night. Yeah, I knew I wasn't going to be home for pizza, so I thought yeah, I better get my pizza Thursday night while I can get it. Okay, while the getting's good. So, and then the other part was. I don't. I'm. You know. I'm trying to eat healthier. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to consume mass calories. So I went cauliflower crust. Oh fuck, that's another three dollar yeah. charge upcharge. What at Christie's? It's more than that. Yeah. It's they upcharge crazy on on cauliflower crust. So that's what did it. It was it was the cauliflower crust and it was the delivery charge. Oh, okay. And you're right. You're totally right. I have no qualms with what you said with DoorDash. The delivery charge and the service charge are the yeah the, the two. That's where they screw you. That's where they absolutely screw you. So let me ask you this: How far away? Do I'm you not live? proud of it. How far I'm away do you live from it. the said Christie's? I could have been there in that traffic at that time of day, probably twelve minutes. Twelve minutes there, twelve minutes back, because they're doing construction on some of the roads in my neighborhood. Okay. Say so there, you gotta, say there you wasn't gotta, any construction. You got to go around. Without construction. That, without construction, that's probably eight minutes air, eight minutes back. Okay. That's 16 minutes, though. Is that 16 minutes worth the extra 20 bucks? Well, if you, ask, you? If you ask me last night, my answer is hell no. Let's, let's, let's get the DoorDash on. Let's get them on the horn here. Okay. All right. So here's my thing. I, this, don't, I don't do it as often. Okay. I don't, I don't want to make that... You know, so a here's, misconception. So here's this is also a thing I want to ask, and I'm not I'm not really sure about this. This pizza place, because I know Domino's, Pizza Hut, Donato's, all the chains, Papa John's, they all have delivery services. 
So does Christie's? Because I know for a fact that they deliver themselves. So why are you paying a DoorDash fee other than just a $2 charge that they would charge you for the Christie's delivery? As far as I know, Christie's does all their deliveries now through DoorDash. Really? That you, If you want delivery with Christie's, you got to go through DoorDash. Okay, so you answered my question right. there. Okay. So, Donato's, Donato, so Donato's delivers on their own. There's a Pizza Hut in the town I live, but it's pickup only. Okay. It's carry out only. Right. Uh, Domino's delivers, but it's not much better priced than than if you DoorDash Christie's, honestly. Well, you can get a five ninety nine medium from Pizza Hut. I see the commercials all the time. Well, the best deal there is is you, you go through the drive through window at Little Caesars. You get a large one topping for yeah. six bucks. Well, but you needed delivery because you had your little one. I needed delivery. I'm just trying and to, I, and I wanted pizza. I'm and just I trying to, the, and I wanted something decently healthy. I mean, I know I'm eating pizza. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. you want to eat healthy? Why the hell okay. are you eating pizza? So, I'm trying to do it as healthily as. So possible. you're not arguing with me and Buck's point that DoorDash is severely overpriced. Absolutely, and no, a scam. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not. You, you guys are. You guys hit the nail on the head. I and guess you, it I is. Got, I got no arguments. With I guess that. it is convenient. I get that. You don't feel like leaving, you know, whatever. It's just the but product. When you get the product, it's not worth the money. I also that you hear get. about and see on Facebook all the time that people bitching about how much it costs for them to deliver a goddamn coffee from Starbucks. And I'm like, you stupid son of a bitch, get in your car and go get your own coffee or buy a damn coffee pot. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people that just do it because just they be- can, just because. just because they can. Piss me the hell off, and then they yeah. bitch about the price. I see what you're saying. Like you're you're talking about people who, you know, they don't have anywhere to be. It's a Thursday. You're you're you you don't want to leave your living room. You don't want to change out of your PJs because you're binge watching your show on Netflix or whatever. Yeah, it's bring me an iced coffee, and you want to DoorDash a coffee when your car is sitting in the driveway. Instead of four fifty for your coffee, you're yeah. paying twenty bucks. I agree, and That's I'm, just I'm not ridiculous. I'm not about that. I'm not about that life. Yeah. I get your and it's pretty much the same thing with this Uber. We had the same conversation. Like Uber, it's a little different than DoorDash, but the uh, spike charges. Like, let's say you're leaving a sporting event. Let's say the Bengals play the Browns on a Sunday night game, and you're staying at a hotel ten miles away, and you try to find an Uber. Instead of it being, you know, a ten mile ride, which would cost you thirty dollars. It's going to cost you 150 to get back because it's peak hours. It's it's that peak hour after the football game because they know people need rides. Yeah. How fucked up is that? It it's messed up, but if you're Uber, it's genius. Or if you're DoorDash, you know people are going to pay for it. You I, know that you know, I mean if if people weren't going to pay for it, then it wouldn't be that expensive, but they know people are going to pay for it. I know, it. but how how much bullshit is that though? I think another reason Uber does that is cuz drivers for uber know that there'll be a surcharge within these hours and they need more drivers so it's like almost working like nights at like a like a hospital no one really wants to work it but hey we're going to give you shift diff like an hour and a half extra hey you're going to make a little more extra if you just come work after the sporting event work for an hour or two you're going to make like you would if you were working four hours i mean uber uber is a is a huge company it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I, their their business model is nice. They kicked they kicked the yellow taxi cab drivers out of a job. I mean, they just they just undercutted the fuck out of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You think about New York City. I mean, when you think about New York City, the downtown streets. DJ, you visited Corey's K. I've never been there, but you guys seen it. Back in the day, it was all yellowed cabs. That's all. That's the only option. Right. Nowadays, it's Uber. 
Uber, Lyft. Yeah. I just think, I don't know, overall, Uber and DoorDash together are the biggest ripoff in this day and age. I mean, because if you hop in a taxi and you say, take me 10 miles, back in the day, after a Cincinnati Bengals football game, they're going to charge you the same because they charge by the mileage. The old school yellow cabs charged by the mileage. Yeah, they didn't change the meter because exactly. they were playing yeah. exactly. the World Series. Uber changes the fucking meter because it was a big Sunday night football game, and I know this fucker's drunk, and I'm gonna he's going to have to pay me if he wants to get home. That's just like last weekend was Labor Day, right? Yeah. And they came out, Columbus, Ohio had the most Airbnb whatever order it was because it's Notre Dame High yeah, State. What do you think... As an Uber driver, you could have made in one night just driving people back and forth from not just the shoe, but from bar to bar. Yeah. Guys made a killing. Speaking of Uber, I don't want to get us off topic here because I, I think it's a good one, but like, you got any like notable Uber experiences, like good or bad? Any any ones that you can remember? I, I can think yeah, of good yeah, I got one. I, th- I think I talked about this before, but I'm going to bring it back up again. We were in Myrtle Beach one year. And the adults went out. We went out to a bar. It said he was driving a fucking Tahoe, but he pulled up in a fucking Jeep Cherokee like my buddy Buddy drives. And this son of a bitch had like mood lights lined up on the the liner of his car. It was lit up fucking red. On the ceiling? Yeah. It was neon. It looked like a love machine. And this motherfucker had the system. He had a big old speaker set in the back. And it was bumping so hard. Like the windows were shaking, like you couldn't hear anything. Like you're, you almost needed earplugs. And he, he goes, "What do you guys think of this?" And he would turn it up, and we're all just like, "Yeah," because we were drunk. We're like, "Yeah, turn it up as loud as it go." We pull up to, pull up to a fucking stoplight. The son of a bitch died. The jeep just died. It broke down in the middle of the street. I mean, there's semis. There's every. This is a main highway, and this guy's just dead in the street. Like he's, he's nervous because he's looking back at us. Like it'll be all right. It'll be all right. The system takes up too much of the battery. When it stops, it'll kill it. And we're like, well, why the fuck you got that big of a system if you're an Uber driver? Finally, he turned off the lights, he turned off the stereo, and it fired right up. He's like, I was just taking up too much power. He just wanted to give you the ride of your life. He wanted us to enjoy the ride, and he did a little too much. He wasn't prepared for the red light ahead. It died in the middle of the place. I mean, we were sitting there for five minutes. The light turned from red to green three times before we took back off. Well, his goal was accomplished because X number of years later, you're talking about it on a fucking podcast. Yeah. Gave you a good story to tell. Well, I'm one of the guys who will sit in the back seat and try to get a life story out of him. I'm kind of that way, too. And that, that what you just said there reminded me of a good story. <clears throat> me, Corey with a K, and Troy, we went out to Denver, Colorado a couple of years back to visit a buddy of ours. And we uh, we were in an Uber out there, and I was, I was sitting shotgun. And I don't know why, but when you're sitting shotgun in an Uber – you just feel responsible for talking to the driver. Like, it's your job to entertain the driver. You just don't want him to be bored the whole time. So, anyway, I'm talking to this guy. He's probably like 55, 60, British, in Denver, Colorado. So, obviously, one of my first questions is, obviously, you're British. What brought you to Denver, Colorado? How would you wind up here? He said he was living in the U.K., and he had joined some kind of online community where they just like what was it Corey like did, did they play like crossword reason, puzzles or something poker poker online yeah, poker when online poker started getting real crazy yeah so he's he's in, he's playing online poker and he meets this girl playing online poker and they just start chatting it up and they you know they play a lot of the same poker rooms and online and whatever well she lives in the states 
I think he was married at the time, if I'm not mistaken. They make friends. He ends up falling in love with her online, playing online poker. He divorces his wife in the UK, moves to Denver, Colorado to live with the girl he met playing online poker. They get married. So he went all in on this. He went all, he went all in and... Now he's, you know, now he's just driving Uber in Denver, Colorado. He had pocket aces, went all fucking Pocket aces. Yeah. about you, Buck? You got any good ones? I mean, I might I know you talk shit to them fuckers. Oh, I I mean, I like to pick and pop. You like to have fun. A little bit of fun. I mean, you're intoxicated. You have that liquid courage in you. Let's see what we can do with this guy. Turn him, turn the fucking radio off. I want to talk to you one-on-one. I want to interview you. You ever seen Taxi Cab asking some questions? Taxi Cab (laughs) Confessions? I've seen that. Oh, boy. HBO (laughs) special. But uh, I, I might be one of the few people that's ever rode in an Uber and didn't use the Uber app. Talk to me. By yourself? Me and my buddy, buddy. Talk Did to me. Did he have the Uber app? No. You know, we were intoxicated and he was ready to get back. He was sick. He was getting sick. Tell the story. It was when we were in Nashville for the bachelor party. 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. in the morning. I mean, we were taking shots and everything and he just had a little too much. It was kind of funny because I've never kicked open a bathroom stall door before. I always felt like that was badass, like just kicking open. So I kicked open not knowing who this person was in the bathroom stall, kicked the door open and it's buddy fucking yakking i'm like dude are you all right on all fours he's like no man i don't know what's wrong i gotta get home i was like well home is in ohio i can take you back to the airbnb so i didn't have the uber app so we're walking this main streets of nashville it's like ants yeah you can't even walk shoulder to shoulder everywhere we couldn't figure out how to download the app we were that fucked up i didn't have the app he didn't have the app and taxis like clay said they do not exist in nashville right now when when you're in that situation all them cell phones together, like you don't have service. Kills the signal. We've all experienced that. When you have all them people mashed into one place, like if you're at a sporting event, concert, whatever, your cell phone don't work. That's what you were experiencing then. Yeah. But so we were going down the main strip and I was just waving at dudes. Say, hey, stop, stop. Hey, can you take us? And we came up to, <laughs> it was like a eco, there's small fucking compact cars. Yeah. That like if they got in a car wreck, everybody. Like a smart car. Yes. So I pull up and I was like, hey, man, what are you doing? He's like, ah, waiting on a couple of th- three people to show up so I can take them back to their Airbnb. We were out of the downtown. Like how far did we stay? Seven miles probably. Yeah. So we were, we were not walking. And he's like, I'm waiting on a, you know, a, a group to show up. I got to take them back. I was like, all right, well, do you mind if I stay here? I do not have the app. Do you mind if I stay here and they do not show up? Will you take us back to the house? He's like, sure thing. So they didn't show up. Buddy's big ass gets in this little smart car. <laughs> One window rolls down. Like the two front windows roll down. He's about to yak. And he takes us seven miles from downtown Nashville to the Airbnb, handed the dude straight cash. Straight cash, homie. Nice, man. So probably one of the few people to ever have a Uber without using the Uber app. Roski, do you remember back in March when we stayed up in Columbus for one evening and... Uh, Buck's sister was with us. We went from we went from a hotel room to the bar, the first bar. Well, that Uber from that dude didn't have any legs, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Whoa, whoa, so okay. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Whoa. No, Lieutenant I, I, Dan drove you guys? Yes, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, he might have had one leg, but I no, he didn't. No. I don't think he had either. No, he had, didn't have either. So that was the first one. He so had on the way there. So let's explain that a little bit. He was sitting there, no legs. And he had like pegs connected yeah. to where he could hit the brake and the gas oh, yeah. connected. 
it would just like shake his hips. He was so good. I didn't know I was in the passenger side seat because I got the Uber and Clay told me afterwards, I was like, I didn't even notice. Oh, this, so he wasn't using his hands for the pegs. He, nah, was, he no. was still driving, but he had like, they had him hooked up to the, the gas and the brake. And just if he needed a brake, he to used like, his left to leg. To like his little left. legs, like they, it would literally be like, yes, go, stop, yeah. go. And he would move his hips. And you were in the front seat. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, I well, think. Well, I, I didn't see it. Well, they, they I, was, I was looking back. over, and I yeah. was like, this is crazy. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. What did my sister do? Oh, she, she wasn't with us on that one. So the second On the one, way back on home. On the way home, we all got in this van. We needed a bigger one because there was five of us. So we were all in this van, and this person probably didn't – he must not knew where we were, or, or maybe he took a shortcut because the Uber thing like told us – like to go this road and he was like he went to a different road he turned down this road he thought he had a shortcut but he fucked us and it was blocked off and clay got scared or something he's like whoa whoa where are you taking us man no. this is a dead-end road no, what are you doing no, man no 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 this is the story <laughs> he hung a he hung a right on a fucking shortcut and he took us down this back alley yeah back alley like it was some sketchy shit and then it just stopped and there was like a guardrail that just stopped and he like stopped right in front of the guardrail and like he sat there for a minute and he didn't say anything and i just said whoa 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 yeah. what the fuck is going on here i said what the fuck are you doing i said this is a i mean this is a dead i thought you know yeah. he's got his, go. he's got his crew his coming crew's going to come can. up yeah. and rob us and do whatever they want with us sex trafficking we had some good looking women and they thought i thought we were just done they were going to kill us and take the girls i didn't know what was going on nowadays you don't know yeah, that's that's 100 percent so factual. i and so i started going off on this guy i'm like what the fuck are you doing dude like i was pissed According to him, oh, yeah. I mean, I was like yelling at him. He's yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. I took the wrong road. It's okay. I felt bad. He put it in reverse and we went back. But, dude, nowadays you just don't know. But it, I, I was drunk in the very back seat of the van. I was just dying laughing. <laughs> yeah, Corey wasn't stressed out, but I fucking was. Because nah. I was in the front seat. I was the first to get shot or whatever, get drug out. But here's another one for you. This past year at Myrtle Beach. Me and my cousin, everybody else, we stayed out on the beach. We had a few more beers. Everybody else went to the restaurant, went shopping. We hopped in this minivan. And I'm not sure if this is the correct way to tell the story. I can't really remember because I was intoxicated. But from what I remember, this guy pulled up, seemed like a cool dude. We started talking to him. We dug into his life. He was from California. He's been in a lot of trouble, been in and out of prison his whole fucking life. The last time he did 10 to 12, he told us. I think he got out early for good behavior. He got out in nine years. But the stories that he told us, I think he said he tried to rob a fucking bank one time or a convenience store or something and got caught. He had a gun in his hand and everything, and he went for like 10 to 12 years in prison. What if he's just breaking with you? Could be. And if I was an Uber driver, I would do the same I shit. I mean, I bet you, I'm not saying he was, but... If you give enough rides to people and you're an Uber driver, I'll bet you get bored and you just start making shit up. Like, no, but why wouldn't you? That would be comical as shit. Why, what, why the fuck wouldn't you? Give Every these other people ride. the ride of their life. Yes. This Tell guy them a right, different story. This guy right now thinks I'm an ex-murderer. Yeah. Make them think they're riding with damn <laughs> son of Sam. Why the Jeffrey hell not? Dahmer. Yeah. You know, I drove Uber for a little while. Did you know that? Bullshit. <laughs> I was. Fuck you. He'd go up during yeah. basketball games in Columbus and drive him around. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. I, I only did it for a couple months, and it was... That's when you still had the Civic, right? Or was it the... The Corolla. Yeah, the Corolla. I had a Corolla, yeah. I went up there for a couple... Of, I did it for a couple of months to try to make some extra cash because my girlfriend at the time was living in Manhattan. 
So I needed some extra pocket change to buy plane tickets to yeah. go see her. So that was the whole point. But I would go up, uh, you know, middle Columbus, basically between like in the Fifth Avenue, High Street campus area. Basically just giving people rides. The from, bar area. Yeah, the bar area. Basically picking people up from their apartment, giving them rides to the bars and back. That was it. I would go up at like maybe 8 in the evening and work until 11. I usually knocked off like 11 or midnight because that's when people started wanting rides back. And that's when it started getting sloppy. How was the pay? Uh, not, not really worth it. And that's why I didn't really do it a whole lot. I mean... Some nights I would hardly make enough to cover the gas it took to drive from where I lived up to Columbus and back. So it, it wasn't sustainable, but I enjoyed it. Any it was, good stories? It was fun talking to people. Not really. I don't. I'm, I was thinking about that earlier. I really don't have any good stories to tell. Although this one girl, this college chick, she um, try to suck your dick. No, 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 no. <laughs> she got in the car with like two two of her friends, and and I pull up on the curb and. She opens the passenger side door and she like, you know, ducks her head down and she looks at me and she's like staring at me and she's like, and I can kind of tell she's kind of tipsy and she looks at me. She's like, thank God you're white. What? What? (laughs) I was like, well, that's kind of racist. Yeah, but but Jesus Christ, you racist bitch. She said, I'm so sick and tired of these Pakistani Indian blah, 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 <laughs> Uber Christmas. drivers all the time. Thank God you're white. Thank you. Thank God you're a white guy that speaks My English. My God. And I was like, damn, back down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really it. Like I said, I quit working before it started getting sloppy. I feel like. Because I was always afraid somebody's going to throw up in my backseat. And that's what I was getting ready to say. I mean, I feel like if you're an Uber driver in a big city where, you know, you got the bar atmosphere, the college life. You're going to run into some drunk idiots. They're going to puke in your car. They're going to maybe try to fuck in your car, do some dirty shit in your back seat. Maybe you get a little jizz on your window or your back 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 of your you know your headrest or something. I know something's going to go wrong. Maybe there's a used condom in the back in the floorboard when you wake up in the morning. I don't know, but I guarantee it's happened. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you guys oh, yeah. know I'm right. This shit happens all the time in Ubers. I remember one time when we were on I think it was Buck's bachelor party. Remember that Suburban that always picked us up? I swear to God, they were undercover cops. No, they were escort no, dudes. They were undercover cops. They, them guys made friends with us because they were trying to arrest us the whole time. They were offering us women. You guys want some girls to come back to your, your hotel room? Blah, blah, blah. To strip for you? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe they'll do a little something to you. <laughs> I'm like, fuck no, we don't. Because I'm smart enough to know that these guys are undercover cops. They had a nice ass like Escalade, brand new. And they would pick us up from the strip club every night and they would take us back to the hotel room. What if they were pimps? I think they were. They weren't fucking pimps. They were undercover cops. I mean, they what were you're giving saying, us a brand new Escalade, three rows. They were giving new. us the Vegas lifestyle. Could have been a pimp. Could have been to a kind pimp. of lure us in, like a like to a, get us arrested <laughs> for prostitution. They didn't even know who we were. It or didn't why matter we were there. because we were there as a bachelor party. Like, oh, these guys are easy. They they're want just, girls just trying to meet a quota. They want girls back to their room. Let's see if we can get some money exchanged, and then we're going to arrest their ass and put them in the fucking pen. And I'm like, hell no. I'm smarter than this. No, we don't want anything. Thanks for taking us home. Because they gave us a free ride. It was free. We never paid them guys for that Escalade ride. I don't remember Yeah, because we had the door hanging down the main drag of Indianapolis of you puking outside the son of a bitch. (laughs) Where was your bachelor party? Indy. Both of them were in Indy? Yes. Uh, Yeah. 
Indy. We got to get back there. <laughs> Indy, what the a only, fucking The deal. only thing I remember of Indy and the bachelor party was instead of being outside the dumpster and puking in it, I was in the fucking dumpster and puking <laughs> out of it. <laughs> That's true. And you slept on the fucking uh, the floor, the floor of the hotel. I got that picture of you laying right beside the wet floor sign in your nice little outfit, your khakis in your uh, brown polo. The, we, talk, we talking about his? Yeah. Sharp, but, sharp picture. I mean, don't forget the highlight of the the whole trip, right? <laughs> What's that? You shit in the bucket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take us through that. You shit did shit in the bucket. I don't. We have no f- proof that I shit in the ice bucket. We got plenty of eyewitnesses. Yeah, <laughs> plenty. You definitely shit in the ice bucket. You puked all over poor Mike. Good times. Good, good fucking times. Thursday night football was last night. Here's my question, DG. Did you see the the uh, highlight on Sports Center where the guy threw the uh, pink smoke grenade onto the field in the end zone? No, no. Okay. There was a fan that snuck in a smoke grenade, like a legit smoke grenade, and it blew up pink. And pink smoke lit up the stadium. Like, it was huge. So, my question is, how the fuck did this guy get it into the stadium? Was it a gender gender reveal? It's a girl. (laughs) I mean, that's the question. Was it... Dude, I'm not sure, but Corey K, he's seen it. It was a legit smoke grenade. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like... He's like running down it, and you just see the cloud of smoke going behind. Like it. the security guard that ran out and picked it up, picked it up, and there was just pink smoke going throughout the whole fucking stadium. So my question is, you know how security it's tight nowadays? Nah. Eh. Did this guy put the smoke grenade in his asshole? I think so. I, I, after seeing him and the way he ran, and he kind of pranced. But that when wasn't he ran, that wasn't so. the guy who picked him up. That wasn't the guy who threw the smoke grenade. The, the dude running with it, he's like prancing down the thing with the smoke smoke thing. Now listen, that was the security guard who picked it up. Oh, he's I didn't been, see he's that. Been, he, no. I thought I thought the dude the dude running with it was the person. No, 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 no. But it, then he got tackled. No, I don't think he got so tackled. That, I thought he did. Well, could be wrong. I could be. He, I thought he was running with like the person that had it was that person, and he was running down the side. Not totally then, sure. Then two guards with yellow shirts. Got him in the corner and yeah, I'm not I'm not ground. totally sure, but I anyway, there's a fucking goddamn smoke bomb in the stadium. How the <laughs> fuck did it get in there? Get in there. Uh, to your point, I think you know they they pat your they pat you down when you when you walk in. If you got a bag, they search your bag. You walk through the metal detector. The only real place I think you could hide something like that is is like around your dick or your ass. Yeah, gooch area. Yeah, I think that's probably what he did. It looked. How, how big do you think that? grenade was it was at least it looked like a flare a road flare six to eight inches tall and probably two inches around it it was it was big it was a fucking big flare dude i mean he could have i mean he could have taped that to the inside of his thigh like anything any but i think it would probably be in his oh fuck Corey's right around his pelvis area okay i seen the video (laughs) he pulled up the video some son of a bitch jumped on the field and took off through the field with it that's not the angle i saw but i knew he got tackled at the end okay so, so someone jumped down there with a grenade in his hand and ran across the field. Maybe it was gender reveal somehow, some way, DG, I'm not sure. But the question is, how did he get it in? It looked like a goddamn Call of Duty, you know, like care package. You know when you're playing Call of Duty, you throw out the care package and, the, you know, red smoke comes up. Except PUBG action. That's what it looked like. You know, we've seen dildos on the field. Last year, I don't know, in Buffalo, they were throwing dildos in the end zone every, every fucking game, it seemed like. We've seen smoke grenades. What's next? What's the craziest thing you can throw on the field as a fan? We've seen smoke grenades. We've seen dildos in the last two years. Clay, if you're security, listen. We went to the Big Ten. Can't champion- you see a damn 
fucking dildo, a 12-inch. I mean, these things are huge. These are double-ended dildos. These things are 20 inches long that they're throwing into the end zone. We went How the, the hell do you get them in the game, DG? The Iowa-Michigan game. I walked through that son of a bitch and didn't even pay. Didn't even show my ticket. I didn't either. So you're telling me that there's no metal in a dildo. There's probably no metal in a fucking road flare that's pink. You can, like DG said, tape it around your inner thigh. They pat you down. I've never been patted down. I, on, I don't believe so. But you walk through the metal detector. That's fine. You pull out your dip can, your phone, your wallet, throw it in the basket. You walk through. That's not going to go off. I think it's a lot easier than you think so. And I think that's bullshit. They're, 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 I think their main priority is nobody's bringing a firearm inside. Right. As long as you don't have a firearm, that's kind of the best they can do with that many people. I would love to see Joe Mixon score a touchdown next week and some motherfucker throws out a pocket pussy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a different variation of a dildo, the male version. Yeah. I think that would be a great – if Ocho Cinco was still in Cincinnati, that would probably be his top end zone dance. I'm thinking to answer your question, Rolski, what about tear gas? Oh, fuck. If they can do a smoke grenade, why can't they do I think there's a little gas? bit of a metal involved in the canister that holds tear gas. Tear gas is a different monster than just smoke. Well, I also thought, you know, there's got to be like a pop top on that fucking... I don't think it was a flare because flares are a flame. The smoke grenade's got to have like a metal like pop top. Like we all see it on Call of Duty. They always pull the tab and throw it. They had to pull something that would trigger that fucking metal detector. We're not military experts, so if uh, you are, please give yeah. us a, some input. How did this dude get this fucking road flare into if, the stadium? If you're fucking ex-military, text in 740-720-3537. Let us know how the fuck this guy got it and in. And his name is Rolski. Or we need to have somebody that works security at some of these events on here. Have pick, you seen those their people? brain a little bit. God, Corey just showed me the video. This guy is prancing. Um, <laughs> he just, he definitely, he definitely right. got that in I explained first it way. totally wrong at the beginning. Corey is totally right. Some <laughs> fan jumped into the middle of the stadium and popped the top on this thing and was carrying a fucking pink <laughs> smoke flare across it's the midfield. It's a girl. Hey, shout out to the security guard who was running 100 mile yeah. per hour behind him to tackle this son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look it up on TikTok. Let's get into the text this week. If you could combine two sports equipment balls together, which two would you combine? Sports balls? Baseballs, footballs, basketballs, softballs, tennis balls, golf balls. If you could combine two together to make one badass sports equipment ball, which would you? I mean, they made a movie, Basketball. That's perfect. Basketball and baseball. Basketball and baseball. The baseball. We're not combining the sport, correct? Nope. Just just the ball. The game ball was like that, too. I mean, the original one they made out of their Lazy Boy Boy couch, a nice leather ball. I see some some differences with this. I'm going to make it a little easier. I'm going to say give the, the core and the outer the golf ball shit, but make it the size of a tennis ball. A little easier for us. You just got to change the size of the hole. If you want to finish it out, you got to make the hole a little bigger, but make make golf a little easier. A little more forgiving. Okay. I'm going to say let's put a golf ball inside of a baseball. Let's see how far we can hit a fucking baseball. Let's hit them 800 feet instead of the, you know, the 500 they were hitting. Let's put that golf ball, because me and Buck, we've got experience hitting golf balls with baseball bats, and we see how far they go. They fly. They fly. So put that inside of a baseball. Back the infielders up a little bit, extend the field, and let's see how fucking far we can hit one. I like that. 
I got a rogue one. What about a volleyball and a shuttlecock? Shuttlecock. Badminton, the little thing that has like the, the little birdie. wings. It's called a shuttlecock. So if you, you just had the wings on the end of a volleyball, you'd still kind of play volleyball, but like it would go up and then nosedive back down and have it as light as it one. W- it wouldn't float as much. Yeah, you could have it lighter than a volleyball. Okay, I don't mind uh, that at something all. Something different. That How about a, uh, that would be fun as fuck. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. How about you mix a football and a volleyball? Give the volleyball a little more girth. You uh, not not the volleyball, the football. Give the football a little more girth, a little harder to throw, a little harder to be accurate, a lot more interceptions, a lot more action on the defensive side of the ball, a little more fan friendly. Think you lost me on that one? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that idea. There's not like you said, you got small hands. You got small hands, man. You're gonna make it so hard. I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one that the uh, listeners sent in. This is actually this week's Sipionary. Come on in, kids. It's time for the Sipionary Word of the Week. Today's word is... I feel like this is a fan favorite. We've all heard of it, but we're going to go ahead and do it because the listener set it in and we love the listeners. Rusty Trombone. DG, have you heard of the Rusty Trombone? I've heard of it, but that's pretty much where it stops for me. Okay. You want me to give the, the truest description? Yeah. So you're a man, correct? Yep. And you stand upright with yep. your legs spread a little bit. Yep. With your partner behind you eating your ass and jacking you off at the same time. Yeah, God damn, you're right on point there. <laughs> well, I mean, we perform that. Haley and I have our own orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. DG, does that ring a bell for you? Uh, no. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the listener's text here. He says, while standing, your girl's behind you on her knees, eating your back door out, while one arm is reaching around you, working your shaft like a trombone. By the way, my name is Ryan Morris, and I still need a hat whenever you get more in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Ryan. Hell yeah. Bad news is we don't have any hats for you, but thanks for the Sipionary. DG, any last thoughts before we sign out? No. About you, Buck, any last words? It's uh, the first Sunday, Cincinnati Bengals, 17-point favorite. I'm taking Cincy over the Pittsburgh Steelers. 17-point favorite? I mean, that's my book. If you're bet, if six, you're, you're crazier than fuck. They're six and a half in Vegas. Mm, well, you I'm said 17. I'm saying 17. You think they're going to bend Mitchell Trubisky over? They're going to pull the rusty trombone on him. Well, I hope you're right because when this comes out, the game will already be done and over with, so you might sound like an idiot. Yeah, more than likely, I will be an idiot. They'll, they'll cover that. 17? No, no. Six and a half. Okay. They'll, they'll cover Six and a half. Buck says 17. Who gives a shit? Follow uh, they, I mean, they'll, they'll be close to covering 17. I bet they win by two touchdowns. Wow. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sip and Surf Pod. The Gmail is sip and serve pod at gmail.com 740-720-3537 you can send in a text or a voicemail at any time we will answer your questions i'm rolski to my ride is the board man cory with the k uncle i'm buck. dg i'm just along for the ride it's a throwback uncle buck as always appreciate you Dude, we had a whole other subject. We went so fucking long tonight, we didn't even get into it. I mean, that wasn't even the main fucking segment. You, you, 
from now on, you just need to come up with like two or three bullet points <laughs> and just let dudes talk about them. Dude. Just let them go. I mean, the main one, we could have went for a whole hour and we're already 115 in. You think, like, we you didn't think, even get to it. Uh, I'm just saying, you think Rogan comes in with like a list of like 17 bullet points? I didn't have 17. DJ had six. We didn't even get to the sixth one. Hey, what's the difference between your mom and three dicks? Who the fuck knows? Your mom can't take a joke. 